Welcome back to the Exit Velo Podcast. I'm Adam Cohn, and joining alongside me is my good friend and fellow Bat Sports Page Collie and Grace Hansen, who got to see 13 major or minor league ballparks, excuse me, in 18 days. He went to travel from all the way from Salt Lake City, Utah to Portland, Maine. And before we dive into the questions for this podcast, Grace, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm in a parking garage in Minneapolis, so can't complain. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm actually right by Minneapolis, too. I saw a Twins game the other day, and I'm staying in Superior, Wisconsin. So I go over to work every day in uh, Duluth, Minnesota. So that's cool that we're close by in the same state. Yeah, Midwest neighbors right now. <laughs> yeah, and we were talking before the show got started, both Yankee fans and both from the Upper West Side, too. So a lot in yeah. common here. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah, and so my first question for you, Grace, just to get this started is, uh, well, once again, thank you for being on the show. And what made you decide to take this trip throughout all these minor league ballparks? Yeah, well, thanks for having me on here. I'm excited. Um, I think originally the idea came because my dad was a, a professional baseball player. He played in the minor leagues. And so I always kind of thought it'd be fun to go back and visit some of the stadiums um, that he played in like 30 years ago. And so that kind of sparked this whole idea. And then I realized that I could turn it into something more than that and kind of do a bigger exploration of minor league baseball in the United States. And I think, especially because last season was canceled for the minors, it was fun to get to kind of see everybody coming back into that environment again. And so it worked out really well timing wise. That's pretty fascinating. What teams specifically did your father play for? He got drafted by the Pirates in 1984. Um, and then he played for like the big minor league team that he played for was in Wichita um, back when they were the the Wranglers. Um, and so I got to see not this actual stadium that he played in, but the one that they've rebuilt since kind of on the bones of the old stadium. Um, and then he played for a few other minor league teams during his time. And then he I think he got out in like 1991 was his last season. So was the highest level reached double A or triple A? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that's very impressive that he was able to stick it out in the minors for about seven years. It's not easy, I'm sure. No, I think the schedule was kind of hectic for him, but he loved it. I mean, he still talks about it as like some of the best times of his life. So it was it was awesome to kind of get to relive a little bit of that. And he was like living it vicariously through me. So it was fun. Nice. That's great to hear. So you mentioned that you want to join or want to go through these stadiums because they didn't have a season last year. And I noticed through your articles, and by the way, if you're listening to this and you have not read Grace's articles about baseball in July on Bat Sports, but please do yourself a favor and read them. They're really descriptive and really detailed, and they provide all this context about the team, the stadium, and everything. But was that one of the reasons why you were so descriptive in your articles? Because you really want to capture kind of the essence of what was it like to return to minor league baseball this year? Yeah, I think that did have a lot to do with it. Um, those are kind of just the things that I was observing as I was at the stadiums. I hadn't been to any of the stadiums except for the Salt Lake one. And so it was a brand new experience for me every time. So I kind of hoped that if people were reading along, um, I could pull them into the experience with me as I was as I was having it. Um, and then also, it was, you know, it's not like I was following the same team the whole time. Um, so I thought a lot of the interest or the relatability might come less from like the play-by-play action on the field and more just from the whole ambiance and experience of what it's like to be in the minor league stadium. So that's kind of why I made that that choice uh, creatively. 
I found it very interesting how you not only described the recap of the game, but you looked at the fans specifically. I remember I was reading one of your articles and you saw one of the kids just really rooting for his team. He was only about like eight years old. And then you related to how the player was probably in his shoes a while back when he was a kid too. So you kind of brought a lot of your articles full circle. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was fun. I mean, I think watching the fans, like just watching other people is always kind of entertaining. And so being able to bring that into the context of the game, that was like just the perfect opportunity to do it in that game specifically that you're talking about, because the kid was very passionate about it. <laughs> it was fun to kind of write about that. Nice. And so I see you in your car right now. Are you a big driving person? Have you ever been on such a road trip before this one that you took? Um, I was a big driving person and now, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I think um, I've always liked to drive. I like to see the country that way. I just think that you get to see all the things that you pass by otherwise. So I have liked driving. The biggest road trip up until this point that I've taken was from New York. I got a job in Salt Lake after New York. And so I drove um, kind of through the South with my mom to Salt Lake. So that was up until now, that was my biggest road trip. But this is by far the longest I've because it's I've been out for a little over three weeks now so it's been a lot of time on the road I see and was this trip by yourself or do you travel any other person yeah so um my mom is also really into baseball she loves the minor leagues she watched my dad a lot um when he was in it and so she came with me to Wichita from um I'm actually based in Idaho so she came with me from with to Wichita from Idaho and then she flew out to Boston to drive all the way back with me. So I've spent some of it with her. And then I had some friends join for about a week in the middle. And then I was also alone for about a week. So, but I have had my dog with me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so you also got to see Bark in the Park. So I'm sure you got to bring your dog to that as well. No. Okay. I felt so bad about that. I didn't realize it was Bark in the Park. Aww. So I like totally missed the opportunity. So O'Connor, I'm sorry. <laughs> she could <laughs> Well, it's still really nice that you were able to experience this trip by both by yourself, both with family, your dog, your your mother as well. You pretty much had like the whole shebang and what this experience probably should have entailed. Yeah, I think so. I was like really happy with how it all turned out. You know, you kind of like build it up in your head in a certain way. And I think, you know, there were obviously unexpected things, but all for the best. So it was it was really fun. And I didn't get rained out of one game, which I was shocked by, but happy about. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you would have written a great article, though, about how the fans would react to a rain delay. But it's also nice when that doesn't happen, of course. It was nice to not have to worry about it. Yeah. So out of all the minor league teams that you saw, do you have a favorite stadium, a favorite team and perhaps a favorite player that you saw out of all of them? Yeah, I think um, so. As far as the stadiums go, I think the Nashville Sound Stadium was my favorite. It just has like this really cool scoreboard that's shaped like a giant guitar and then you have just the Nashville skyline as your backdrop it's a beautiful place um so that was really cool and they also include kind of a lot of history in that stadium um the history of the um african-american players that have come up through different leagues over the years and so they have like kind of a timeline of how that's gone and that was very I thought inspirational and nice that they tied that history into it um favorite player to watch I think was the very first game and this was kind of unexpected I hadn't uh, realized that he would be playing but was Drew Robinson who 
you know, the sports world has done a lot of features on him. He survived a suicide attempt um, and he's fought his way back to be playing in the AAA um, division right now in the minors and uh, playing for Sacramento. So that was just really inspirational to get to see him play and kind of a reminder that sports is about so much more than just the game, you know, about all of the incredible stories that come from it too. Um, and yeah, I mean, as far as teams go, I love to see Wichita because that's who my dad played for. And then the Rumble Ponies, that was my favorite mascot for sure. <laughs> so. so a lot of different experiences there, especially with Robinson. So important that he's making a comeback and I'm sure he's, it just seems that from the articles I've read about him, he's done a lot for mental health awareness as well. So did yeah. the fans react in a certain way to seeing him play there? They did. And like the coolest part I thought was that, you know, it was an away game for his team. They're playing in Salt Lake. But when he got up to bat, like the entire stadium just cheered for him. And I just thought that, like, you know, that just really goes to show that it's what he's doing is so brave and it's being seen by people and it's being appreciated. And I think it's just a powerful thing to see him playing at such a high level. You know, he's with the injuries that he sustained and, and everything like that. And battling through the mental health issues and all of it. So yeah, it was, it was very cool. Definitely a moving moment in the park. Sometimes I feel like the best part of baseball is when it's more than baseball and just having the fans being so into it, you look at minor league teams and a lot of them are in small towns, places where they don't have too many big teams, but for them to be that knowledgeable about the situation out of their several thousand fans, that's just incredible. Oh, yeah, I know. I was like really surprised that everyone was so aware of it. But I think that that just goes to show, you know, how how far those stories can go, how important it is that he's doing what he's doing. So definitely incredible. Yeah, it was it was an amazing moment. I also read in your articles that you saw several other players of interest, for example, you saw Chris Sale, who's a really good pitcher for the Red Sox, one of the highest paid pitchers in all of baseball. You saw Spencer Torkerson who is the number one overall pick by the Tigers last year and mm -hmm. former Montreal Expoed in John Reed. Out of those three, what was your experience like? Um, well, for the first two, you know, it was just really cool to watch them play, knowing that they're what they were probably going to go on to do great things, um, which is always a cool experience, especially getting to see them at the beginning of their career where there's just so much potential that they have. And um, so that was fun. I think, with John Reed, that was by far the most interactive I got to be with any of those guys um, because he was up in the press box with me in Binghamton. And so he was just kind of telling me all about his days as a player and kind of at the same time commentating the game and making <laughs> like witty remarks the entire time. It was he was hilarious just to sit there and get to experience a game with him was such a cool thing that I will definitely treasure. So that was probably my favorite overall experience was there in Binghamton, just because it was such a well-rounded day. The baseball was great and John Reed was there and um, the they were the rumble ponies. Like, how do you beat it? <laughs> you know, so it was really fun. It just sounds like a perfect day at the ballpark. And how were you able to get to the press box booth? Um, so Randy's been really great with this whole thing. Randy's uh the back sports page guy you know and so he reached out to a bunch of the teams I think he reached out to all of the teams in advance and some of them were nice enough to extend a press pass to me and so I got to sit in the press box about half the time I'd say wow. it was probably half the time so that was really cool because 
that spanned like the triple a teams with like the really big stadiums you know but also the smaller teams where their stadiums were just kind of it was almost more like a glorified little league Uh, Grace, you pause for a second. It might be back my end for those who are listening and for Grace as well. For all the viewers watching right now, I apologize for the delay can't really control it since i'm in a college dorm broadcasting okay oh grace now i see you moving in uh is it all right on your end can you hear me hey adam are we back <laughs> yeah i think so sorry it's probably a problem my end the wi-fi can be pretty poor here sometimes no worries no worries <laughs> uh so you were talking about how randy helped uh you get press passes for the trip and made the trip a lot more lively Oh yeah, definitely. Just, you know, it's just such a cool perspective to get to talk to the people up there because they have been following the team often for years. You know, some of the guys in the press box um, and the women had been doing this for like 20 plus years. So they've seen it all, you know, so they're always willing to offer kind of their pieces of advice or their insights about the team or about the game. And so I learned a lot from them. And I think it, it really made the whole experience feel more well-rounded for me, which was, which was great. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, as someone else who is broad, broadcasting right now, I broadcast for an amateur team called the uh, Duluth Huskies right now. I understand how they do so much prep work, and especially at that type of level, it's so impressive to where they got to and how long they've been broadcasting baseball for. So to be able to sit next to them and talk to them, that's just an experience that any baseball fan would envy. Oh, yeah. Like, it was awesome. And, you know, and they're, like, so casual about, like, keeping score and the whole thing. Like, they know exactly what they're doing. I would have been so stressed if I had to do that. But they're able to, like, carry on these full conversations and everything. So very inspirational and cool people to talk to. Yeah, I can I can certainly imagine. And besides getting the press passes, besides visiting some of the four ballparks that your father played at, what else did you gain from this experience? Um, I think, well, I learned how many cornfields there are in America, which <laughs> are way more than I was expecting. Um, but I think, honestly, the biggest thing was that, you know, sports just can bring people together in such a unique way. And I feel like minor league baseball is just especially good at that. And you mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of these towns don't have a big team that they get to go cheer for or that they have access to in any easy way. And so the minor league baseball team becomes it, you know, like that's the thing that the community can rally around and can celebrate and follow. And, you know, we, the country is like so divided right now and everything is so divisive, but I think baseball really brings people together. And no matter where I was in the country, like which stadium, it felt the same, you know, you have that same vibrant, like America's favorite pastime spirit happening in all these ballparks and all these people are cheering for it. And it just, it's just a good reminder that there's still a lot of good stuff happening and that we still have more in common than we do um, different, you know? And so that I think was the thing 
for me personally that I took away from it that gave me a lot of hope about about the country and about baseball and the future and everything like that. I wholeheartedly agree. And that's why it was so sad that the minor leagues didn't happen last year and that the players really just got bundled over by the majors because they were some of them were getting salaries of just $400 a month or something like that, or even $400 a week. And then players from the major organization had to come out and bail them out essentially so they can have livable lives and livable wages. So to be able to experience that, to be able to still see this type of crowd show up to the ballpark when minor league stadiums were starting to diminish this past year after major league baseball decided to cut some of them, that's just truly wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And the restructuring of minor league baseball really was kind of unprecedented, the massive shrinkage that they did there. So it was nice to see it alive and well and kind of making it come back. Definitely. And so I saw that you are relatively new to bat sports pitch. I'm not sure when you were starting to plan out this trip, but did you originally join the company to help log your experiences in with the touring of these different stadiums? No. So originally um, I was just kind of looking for more writing opportunities specifically with sports. Um, I'm a journalism undergraduate. Um, and so I just sort of missed that like I just missed writing and I and I've always loved sports and so back sports page was just kind of like the perfect fit I thought so my first step was with the Super Bowl um, and I got to be in on the press conferences I got to ask a question to Rojo and stuff like that so it was that was really cool um, and then as baseball season got started and I was like going stir crazy from not traveling all of 2020 uh, this whole thing just kind of came together and I realized hey like I have a platform that I could write on about these things and it just so happens that I also really want to so it worked out really well as far as the timing and everything yeah it certainly sounds like it and just from the articles I read of yours especially the baseball in July series you have a lot of talent of course as a writer and I also saw that um, you're both a teacher and a lawyer um, which is phenomenal but do you have a dream of diving deeper into the sports industry um I don't know. I mean, yes, like, of course, I would love to write more about sports. Um, like I said, like, I've loved them my whole life. I played them and um, I've uh, watched them forever. Uh, but I think I really like doing these kinds of stories that are a little bit less mainstream. Um, and, you know, Randy promotes that so much, which I think is really cool. He's always talking about like, hey, let's do stories that are off the beaten path, you know. And so I think that that really fits kind of with the kind of writing that I like to do about them. Um, and so, yeah, like I would love to keep going and dive deeper into the sports entertainment writing world, just because I think there's so much there to say, you know, in every game, there's a new story. And so you never run out of, you never run out of material. Well, I'm certainly happy to hear that. And I think that's also one of the great things about that sports page is that Randy allows us to use our voices and talk about, what you don't really hear at the major league level or here on Bleacher Report ESPN, you get to talk about the different ideas that no one else is really writing about. Yeah, right. I mean, that's just been so cool. And he's so great about it. Like, like I said, reaching out to all these minor league teams, seeing if we can get press passes, just doors that are opening that would not be opened otherwise, for sure. So um, yeah, absolutely. Writing the kind of off the beaten track stories. That's my favorite thing. He's very good about that. I know 
from experience of Randy after working with him for a bat sports pitch for the past couple of years, you, you already know for working with him for the past year. It's like, if you put in the effort, if you show that you care about the company, he will reward you and he will help you out in any way, shape or form that he can. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, literally my first day, that was when I got to ask the question to Rojo conference. So it was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Well, Grace, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you once again for coming to the show. It was really a pleasure to interview you. Yeah. Thanks, Adam. It was really great to talk to you. Yeah. Thank you once again. And for fans sticking with the Exit Vila podcast, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about the trade deadline. In the meantime, please look up baseball in July articles from Grace Hansen on the Bat Sports Pick website because they are truly a treat to read. But until next time, this is the Exit Vila podcast. Thank you.